Hello, everyone. Welcome to She's an Outlander, a podcast dedicated to the television show Outlander. My name is Stacy, And I'm Brittany. And welcome Hi. back. Hey. Hello. Hello. Um, so we are, um, about to go through episode 507 of Outlander, so we're now tipping past the halfway point now of the season. Back end. We're crossing to the other side. Things happen. Spicy on the other half. Yeah, things, I mean, last episode. The dark side of the moon. Um, last episode, things started to sort of spice up um in the sense i guess that's one way to put it uh, yeah uh i mean there was mm-hmm. wily mm-hmm. um jamie and claire got into an argument yep didn't that, like that that felt a little manufactured and we weren't a fan of that nope didn't like it creeper not even Mc- just because they were fighting person didn't like it. don't like him creeping on her all day um but they've discovered and they're working their way into a partnership with Bonnet, a whiskey partnership to try Yuck. and trap him. And um, yeah, it seems like things are heating up too. Uh, you know, Myrta came back for Dracasta and she was like, um, bro, ultimately we can't, can't make this work. And so she's getting married no. to Duncan Innes. And then um Brian Roger dealt with a little bit of a biblical plague, <laughs> some locusts flying through. And um, Governor Tryon has, you know, none of the regulators would submit themselves to the mercy of the court. So he's ordered Jamie to sort of mobilize his militia. And uh, things, uh, things are happening. Things, Not good things are happening. Bad things. Mm mm. Okay, so yeah, so that's the recap of that. Yep. I don't even know when this is gonna come out. It'll be October. I'm like, it'll be approaching. It'll be approaching Halloween. Halloween. It'll be pro- Yeah, it'll be approaching Halloween. It's we're we're a little ahead because we have things coming up. It's only October second today. It is recording. So spooky season has just begun. Officially um, begun. Officially, I watched Hocus Pocus two last night. <gasps> How was it? It's cute. Obviously, it's oh. not like you know. It's not it's, the original. No, I literally somebody was saying that I was watching the nostalgia. A you were a kid. Your perspective oh, is different. You know what? I, oh, you've never seen Hocus Pocus. Jesus, oh, we went over this last. Time. I forgot, but it's it's different. Like Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. I remember yeah. watching it as a kid too. So it's you have a different connection to something when you watch it as a child versus being an adult, adult. you're on like yeah. you're you're on the other side you're on like a different sort of except remember when me and you went and saw it dory <laughs> and i was yelling at children <laughs> they wouldn't shut up my movie <laughs> shut up. Like, i waited so long for this movie shut up know, right? it's like going to see toy story three yeah you're like this four. isn't yours this is for me <laughs> this is for me children <laughs> yeah. stop it um no i you guys have minions this is ours (laughs) yeah right i thought it was cute i definitely enjoyed it i um it's something i'll probably rewatch. but i mean in terms of like my halloween nostalgia definitely the original whole again and again because it's so it's quotable and i mean when the first one came out it didn't do that well to begin with and it sort of became like a cult classic Mm. right so i was like were we expecting hocus pocus 2 to be this like cinematic cinematic masterpiece no. when the original I thought it was one more was of like, yeah i thought it was more of like almost like a dory thing like it's just like 
you're like finding Nemo that was just like such like a kid movie and like you go in to see it and it's kind of stupid like she's just there in an aquarium like talking whale and there's like the octopus and but it's just like this nostalgia of like remembering you're like yeah "Yeah, probably not the best it's not the best Pixar movie but I had so much fun with Stacy in the theater yeah well and it was it was was like oh my god it was nice to see the The you know the original three after almost 30 years right yeah Um, you're like I just get to pretend to be a kid for a minute doesn't have to be great right where I really should watch the original I oh my god yeah it's 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 cute right it's and it's peak 90s like okay like we were we were actually too young when it came, like we were three when it came, yeah. right? So it was one of those things that I would have seen in reruns as I approached yeah, later. eight, nine, ten kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but it just reminds me of that whole era. It was like that Casper, like, mm, you know, like I all those films I watched around Casper. then. Casper, I watched. Casper. I tried watching. Did you, uh, remember, did you ever watch Casper and Wendy with Hilary Duff? no it's wendy and wendy's like back when wendy was or back when hillary duff was like young like when she was a kid and she played a witch named wendy what Casper no i just wendy? remember the one where oh my was, god they were in like so the good. big house yeah it's kind of, with Christina Casper ricci one. yes yes yeah, that yeah, one yeah. is so cute that yeah. was i watched that as a kid that was yeah. so cute i'm pretty sure eric idol is in that from um he plays one of the bad dudes um, Eric Idle is one I of the guys this. from like Monty Python, like Monty Python's all that kind of stuff. I never watched all of Monty Python, but uh, I remember the guys in my grade eight class were obsessed with Monty Python. Tis and like tis only a flesh wound. <laughs> I did not. I didn't pay attention to it, but I remember we went to Ottawa for our grade eight trip. The whole bus ride—that's all they would let us play was stupid Monty Python. I don't think I like well. Attention. All I remember was them galloping and they weren't on horses. But and I was the like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the coconut. Yeah. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And so that's I just Monty, like. Monty Python. Because that's what the Broadway musical Spamalot is. It's like Monty Python stuff. But anyway. Anyway. Um, off topic. Off topic. But anyway, I enjoyed it. It was cute. Um, random film recommendations. So that was really cute. Um, I watched The Empress. I like sped through bits of it. I like cheat watched oh, it. I like I loved it. I got the gist of their. Time I watched it. Okay, episodes, so Friday right? night, yeah, Friday night, I watched five of the episodes, and then I finished it last night. Finished. It. I watched the moment. Like she was a. I see the actors. Oh my god! Like I know. It's I was like, over. I like them. I was. I literally skimmed through it. It was like only their seats. Oh. He's like, they're, what's the gist She's of it? gorgeous. And they're like acting like I know it's dubbed over, so you lose a little bit, but mm. their acting is so good, like subtle, but so good. Like, you know, when they're uncomfortable and when they're like, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I really hope the, it gets picked up. The end another of I know. I was like, based on that ending, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to know what's happening. Yeah. What? What's happening? Um, Anyways, yeah, that was cute. Really enjoyed that. Um, this is so delayed and not to just add to the haterade, but I watched Blonde. Do not recommend. No, the Marilyn Monroe. Me and you off mic. I'll go on my rant to you. Oh, okay. oh my God. Did that Lock come out on out. Netflix? Yeah, it came out on like. Who played it again? Anna de Armas. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. She's I watched good. Her... Some of those shots are stunning, but I just have ethical issues oh, with the whole okay. concept of this effing film like oh, okay yeah I've watched uh, that. I watched do revenge and I loved it I, I loved hilarious. that too that was so campy and 
Sophie Stupid. Turner's little cameo coming in. She's like, I don't Screaming. do cocaine. You, I don't even know what it looks like. What's up? I literally rewinded and watched that like three times because it was so funny. Oh, so Her just good. screaming in pajamas. Oh, it was so good. Absolutely fabulous. But okay, we'll have to talk about Blonde because no, I... I was, would not recommend you watching. No. Okay. All right. Won't do um, I mean, everybody, I am an advocate for people watching things and making their own, mm-hmm. making up their own mind. I'll just say that film is incredibly effing triggering. It, there's, oh, it's, God. Okay. Yeah. No. Felt like I was watching trauma porn. Just <gasps> like, and, and oh, I didn't realize that. And it's based on a novel, which is heavily fictionalized. And that's mainly the issues I have because oh. I was like, I thought it was like a historical no, biopic. There's so much stuff in there that oh. isn't actually true. And there's just. I can't believe they get away with that stuff. Because it's like, why are you centering on Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe if you're if wanting it's not going to be real. If you're wanting to to explore the psyche of someone. Do the fictional Like this character. makeup. The fi- well, because they're at it anyway. It was just more like she was so abused in her life and in oh. death. She, there, anyway, I said I wasn't going to go on a rant. But it was just like. It, there was just you know yeah just like okay. lots of shit in there and it was just like there were forced you abortions didn't that didn't oh, happen God. there were assaults that didn't happen there were there was a, a talking fetus like oh my god what this just literally like what the heck and you get it you get no sense of who marilyn was as a person you get no sense of like her talent her intelligence like it's just like a smattering of like this you know and anyway and it was the it was the angle whatever it was the angle that the filmmaker wanted to go to he was he was interested in exploring the psyche of someone who eventually ends their life that's all he was focused on jesus christ and i'm like okay so is that also really he's just like boiling her down to just that action that's my all she is that's my issue is it feels very reductive it feels yeah. very one like, reductive. all she is but... now is the her trauma that led to this horrible and just some of life. the wow. just some of the just some of the interviews i've read with him i'm like i i literally could feel in the film that there was like no respect for her as a person that's mm. that's my opinion um you know the acting is really great there are some really beautiful cinematic shots but i just like couldn't enjoy I, it, yeah. I it and i'm very well, see, I saw... very forgiving with many films but i literally yeah. was just like because how do you say the actress is amar what's her name i'm so sorry i can't pronounce her anna, name. anna 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 i saw her on i think it was jimmy fallon and she was just speaking about oh like you got to see like the real depth of of marilyn as a character so like oh it must be like a biopic they're gonna say the depth of her psyche and her trauma oh, and but i out so much but of the events are fictionalized is. Well, that's, yeah, and if it's not, but even based on true events, that's and well, a and strange then my, lens to put and it. And my on. thing is, is like if you want to explore those themes, you literally could make up a character, a character. that's a Hollywood icon in this time, show her in this world, yeah. and people could say, like, "Oh, it looks like she." They're taking it off of Marilyn, but yes, you're not but portraying act, it yeah. as an actual human. That was my issue, and putting false things on her yeah. that are going to overshadow who she is. It's, yeah, because she's mean, not there to defend herself. That's like a, the, that's another thing. She she has no descendants to to yeah yeah to say like this isn't my if anybody doesn't care about our film critiques um please fast forward maybe i'll put timestamps in this but um 
because the thing is with last year with Spencer, mm-hmm. um, it is a little fictionalized, but they were very clear. It was, it was, it was about a weekend that it did happen where they would have been at Balmoral or Sandringham or one of yeah. the two, I think Balmoral. And it was a like leading to Christmas, right. In this yeah. year. And it was, a it was a, a weekend. And there are some docu, there is some documentation in terms of the stuff that she was struggling with yes. at that time. And then it was more of fictional events during that weekend. And, but it yeah. was very clear in the marketing. It was very, like, I wasn't expect. like, at one point she, like, starts eating her pearl necklace. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it wasn't there it, even, there was, like, some sense that it wasn't exactly real because there, I was going to say that there was, like, some. Um, That's in her psyche. Like, it was yeah. very clear she's not sitting there eating her eating pearl her necklace her. at the yeah. table. Like, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff too. Right. But, but it felt very different then. And you still got your, her sense of her as a mother mm-hmm. and her trying to Multi- fight yeah. to sort of survive. A human beyond this. just what happened, like the trauma. But that she was with going this, yeah. it felt very one note, very reductive. This is just my opinion, but yeah. uh felt a little like there was a little bit of an anti-abortion stance coming from the filmmaker oh, like just yeah which it and it just like it i don't and know again, why I are just, you putting that on Marilyn? like that unless well, you have documentation that that was her stance like yeah it was just very i don't know i just felt like Marilyn monroe norma jean norma jean baker that was her last name right I yeah believe? i feel like yes. she deserved better um because it's just yeah. she was so hypersexualized and and mistreated when she was alive yeah um, you're gonna do it and to her now image. it's sort of yeah and it's just like absolutely and it's not even just that it was hard to watch because like those themes should be hard but it was it was so one note there were so many fictionalized things in there there was again there was no sense of like her as a whole human it was like just the tr- the trauma that trauma, that caused trauma, her yeah. to and again some of it was fictionalized so i know it's based the 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 novel blonde is very much like that. And it's just like, I just don't know why this is the Marilyn Monroe film that needed to exist. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Some people. Yeah. Because like know. stuff like trauma, like there can be books done. Well, like even like one comes to mind. That's like, not Fight all Club. she was though. Like, yeah. But like you don't, but that's the thing. Like when it's not a real person, maybe you can have some of those other. Those liberties. Yeah. Because they're just straight but up making up a, things that yeah. didn't happen. And like, like there's no one to advocate against mm-hmm. that. Like, why does it, why, well, why does it need to be Marilyn that like takes exactly, her image in that? Literally could have been, you could have made up a character name and she was modeled off of her, but yeah, you're like, this, this is like a reimagining of Marilyn Monroe, but yeah. it's not like it's, it was this fictionalized was and heightened. That and, was, that was my issue. Um, and I mean, like, well, absolutely yeah. there, there are, biopics and and i wouldn't even say this is biopic it's not um there are biopics that um bend the truth a little bit or combine events that happen for the narrative purposes like that that is expected in filmmaking right or or move the timelines of things around a little bit bohemian rhapsody you said there was a switch in the time there was a switch in the timeline in terms of when he told told, everybody that he was HIV positive. Yeah, or, I was gonna say. I remember right after El- you told me. Even that, in yeah. yeah, and even in Elvis, there was there was. But for the um, filmmaking, it like made sense for the narrative purpose to build up to yeah. the climax of the end of the film. But and and a lot of people have issues with Bohemian Rhapsody in terms of like how it portrayed the the gay community and mm-hmm. 
how it which we've like spoken that about that was his yeah. downfall which is i think is totally valid um and like even with even with elvis um elvis is a controversial figure for many mm-hmm. reasons you know is you know taking music from black, black culture community. yeah um the fact that and the film the, and like so the film and biopics well, are and often criticized relationship. For, for sanitizing the tr- sanitizing whitewashing yeah. things because often there are descendants and family alive that want to protect that loved one's image they don't want you to see right they don't want you to absolutely bash their loved one right yeah um yeah especially film, if you're trying to get their music and you're trying to get yeah the, if like, you need to get the music rights you, you need to get the approval you right? the approval and they they might say like look you can put a little bit of criticism but we're not but gonna we're we're, and, and you know what i get as your <laughs> as their family that they that was their loved one and they do yeah. have they are protected like his legacy. image elvis's image is pretty tightly controlled by, yeah. by the estate which is like and Priscilla i'm sure they're not and... going to say like let's yeah let so the you... film kind of doesn't re- like the elvis movie doesn't really go into uh the fact that like priscilla was 14 when they met yeah and, like really... um it kind of just smooths over that you're like okay um but it does show <laughs> the light cheating uh mm. just a little light dabbling on the side but i mean and it does a little dabble like the drug use but again but it's also hard you don't because so many biopics fall into the trap of they're criticized for the the cliche of artist falls into That's drugs it. into yeah so i get why they didn't lean into it too hard but like it's there because it was part and they they sort of showed the downfalls and sort of the tragedy of the situation but there was also it was very clear that there was a reverence for him as a human um, yeah. showing his talent like that's another why, thing again, why was he Elvis, so famous yeah. why was he so iconic we need to believe that and they really showed that with like a respect and a reverence where i just felt with this film it was just because yeah that's so again, one note i think it's one note if you just say elvis was only his addiction or his cheating script like yeah those are things that can be criticized he is not alive so we're, we don't have to hold him accountable for them anymore his wife could have or should have or the law whatever but he's now passed and so while we can have conversations about those things and try to learn from those things also do we need to yeah do we do we need to reduce him to only those things yeah so anyway anyway anybody who's still here again i'm gonna put in the timestamps of like (laughs) if you want to skip ahead to the review to the to the recap move ahead but um yeah so but anyway so um those are my thoughts on blonde um i don't know it's it's and we'll see what happens this award season but i just i did not care for the whole concept of that film um but we'll see what happens uh um and um austin butler is now my new person i'm rooting for this award season even though i'm still so burned by last year <laughs> katrina that well I'm like, you know what At i'm not gonna not care having... i'm not gonna care about it this year i'm still like getting over the fact that she was so awfully snubbed and my well, heart diamond. still hurts for her and then i watched elvis and i was like austin butler sucked me right in he was so good i don't think he'll win um, but if you he know, can get it, I'd be happy for him. I'd be happy yeah. if he could get it. Well, on. you know what? Luckily, Hello Darling is, or Don't Worry Darling, don't worry, darling. taking a lot of your media focus. I know. I still want to see that, though. I also, like, can we just stop unnecessarily, like, shitting on Harry Styles? Like, I for saw. For spitting on Chris Vine. 
no, just like that. Just the internet is so awful. I saw his acting in my policeman at TIFF. Yeah. Oh, they're, be, they're, bad they're saying he acting? can't act. They say oh. he can't act. I was like, he, he, I thought still, we were still on takes, the memeing. No, it's still the spitting. <laughs> but no, like his, I saw his, I have not seen Don't Worry Darling, but I have seen him in my policeman at TIFF, which is not, it should be out soon on Amazon Prime. But um, you said he was good in that. I thought he he didn't stand out as bad. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought like I believed him. Um and it's one of those things where it's going to take him a little like, time to yeah. work those muscles up. He's only done like 3 films. Yeah. I think. Like, but you weren't like, "Ooh, you shouldn't be on screen." I no by no by the way some people were talking, I was like, "Okay, you're just actively trying to hate on him." I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like people don't realize how what bad acting is until they truly see it like i've like uh, even there's don't worry darling i don't understand i try i've watched all the trailers i do not understand it looks like a psychological acid it looks like something i don't want to i'm gonna see it but anyway uh, he he was good like everyone's gorgeous in it i and it's the setting is beautiful yeah like i bought him in my police and he was he Mm. he was he was good so anybody like telling you out there that harry styles can't act and I'm not, like, a One Direction fan. I'm not a Harry Styles fan. Like, I can come from this from, like, a neutral point of view. Like, he is a good actor. And I think the more projects he gets, the better he is going to get. Yeah. Well, normally when you're, like, that heavily featured in a film, you've probably mm-hmm. done 10, 20 little bit roles. Yeah. Before you're, you're ready, you know? Character, yeah. Right? Like, it like you said, like, this is his third. And, he obvi- and it wasn't, like, his third in a row. It was, like, he was kind of doing the Don't two. Kirk was years ago. Yeah, so. You know what I mean? So, um, but, yeah. Everyone likes to, to, to tear down those at the top. It makes them feel better. Right? I know, right? But, anyhow. What a side tangent. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be putting in the notes of, like, skip ahead Please. if you want to get to the real. All of this nonsense. Um, random film reviews, um, and all of that jazz. Okay, so let's actually jump into this episode. Okay. Um, so, okay, so this is episode five hundred seven, titled dun, dun, dun. "The The Ballad of Roger Mack." Oh God, it's a <laughs> Roger episode. It's like Family Guy when it's a Meg episode. Ugh. <laughs> i was just waiting for your reaction also that that, i okay so last episode i was trying to think of a name and stacy you're gonna text me i texted her later that night and i had i had the clip and it was a family guy clip yeah you're like Adzo sounds like something stacy's like you're gonna remember at the most random time i was like lying in bed trying to fall asleep and i couldn't let it go and i had to text her at like 10 40 i was like i figured it out (laughs) so just a heads up i did get that (laughs) and it was a family guy episode also a roger episode stacy why it it is i would say the title is misleading because it is it is roger is in the episode but it's not just also if he sings i'm gonna skip that by the way you're not gonna make me watch him sing okay i watched that stupid guitar thing at that stupid festival that's it he's done (laughs) okay all right well to start the episode we're seeing Roger singing. We're Skip. we're seeing uh ti- like a title card that says Hillsboro 1771. So Hillsboro is that one town. Yes. That, that, right. And and you can see that um they're they've sort of the mil- the army and everything has sort of set out camp just a little bit outside of it. Like you can see tents okay. set up and stuff. And then we see a shot like in Hillsboro as well. 
Um, so we know it's 1771. Okay. Um, which means that it would be, yeah. Okay. So, um, and now we get a little bit of a voiceover. So we hear Claire say like, we went to Hillsborough ready for what out, ready for what outcome. Oh, what? God words. We went to Hillsborough ready for what outcome we couldn't know. But a good soldier is taught to be prepared, ready to fight, and ready to die if need be. Um, and we can see in the town and all that kind of stuff. And then it says, but when no one, but what no one can prepare for is to face family in the time of war. And then we can see we're in someone's home. We don't really know where we are, but we can see that it's like Bree, Roger, and Jemmy. And Roger is playing the guitar, singing Jesus. Clementine. He's singing Clementine to Jemmy. <laughs> You know that song, you know, it's a Clementine. Uh-uh. It's like, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. Clementine. Yeah. Okay. So he's singing, so he's singing that to Jemmy, and Brie is watching. Um, And then, he, so he finishes singing, and Roger's like, so we don't know where they are, but we know that they're, like, in someone's house in, uh, in Hillsboro. And okay. then Roger's like, "Well, that's all for today, laddie. Your dad, your dad has to go, but I promise I'll I'll sing it. To, uh, I will be back to sing it to you." Um, and Bree's like, "Oh, he never gets tired of that one." And then Roger's like, "I still wish you'd stayed at the ridge." And Bree's like, "I wish Roger had stayed at the ridge, Renee." Um, and then, <laughs> then Bree's like, "I wanted to, I wanted to be as close to you, as close to you as I could for as long as possible." Lizzie, Jemmy, and I will be safe here in Hillsborough in Hillsborough with the Shurstons. So she like gives a little drop of like they're staying at Thank you. Thanks, some Bree. people's house called the Shurstons. <laughs> now I don't really know how they met the Shurstons. Who I'm sure the Shurstons are just other loyalists that okay. people know. And so Bree Hopefully. and Jemmy and everyone are staying there for the battle because she didn't want to be all the way at the ridge. So she wanted right. to stay staying there. Um and so Roger says, I'd better get on the road. The colonel will be expecting me. And then Lizzie comes in and gets grabs Jemmy. And she's like, come now, we'll get breakfast. She picks up Jemmy and she exits. Um, and then Bree's like, you know, if we were back in Oxford in our own time, we'd be making our lunch boxes and seeing each other off to work. And and now here I am seeing you off to war. Um, and we can tell Roger looks a little nervous. I mean, I would be too. Yep. <laughs> Someone who's like, you know never even lived through a war was like born post uh no he was born he was alive during world war ii but he was like real little um yeah no memory no memory really of it and so she's like she's like oh come here and roger says i barely knew my father before he was killed in world war ii and jemmy is much younger than i was if i don't make it back and Bree's like hey that's not gonna happen and while you're gone, I'll tell him how brave his father is. And then Roger's like, maybe we'll be lucky. Maybe Billy Tryon will come to his senses and work things out peacefully with these regulators. He's like, but just in case, you know all the words to Clementine? Um, and then Bree's like, yes, but I'm no singer, so you better keep your promise to your son. And she's like, goodbye, Roger Mack. And he's like, goodbye, Mrs. Mack. And then Ugh. he leaves off to going to war. He's going to war, Brittany. Jamie's gone to war like 18 times, okay? You're, you're not getting That's a lot of sympathy. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They haven't had to go through this. I know. There's. I'm like, God, Jamie and Claire have had to go through this multiple times. Like, she's yeah. had to send him off. And then also, role reversal. Remember when Frank sent her off to the front yeah. line? Like, Claire's done a lot of sending off to war. Um, 
anyway okay so now we cut to the next scene so we can see that it's you know early morning we can see it's um one of the tents one of the big tents in the in the camp um and then we go inside and it's Janie and Claire's tent and they're lying in bed um and we can see you know that Jamie sort of he's looking he's kind of looking at his injured hand and he's sort of just he's just sort of lying there in bed looking at it and she's watching him let's not remember that time and then um she's sort of he's just looking at the scars and that kind of stuff and then she kind of she sits up and she goes happy birthday colonel and then gives him a kiss and he's like oh and she looks at him she's like you taking stock and he laughs and he's like something of the sort and you're like, well, I suppose I have a few hours left. I was born at half six. I will not live to half a century until supper time. So it's Jamie's 50th birthday. Oh, um, um, and then um, and then she's like, oh, do you expect to disintegrate much before then? She's like, do you need me to fetch you a cane? And she like gives him a little kiss and then like whispers in his ear or a hearing trumpet. And he's like, he's like playing. He's like, what? Huh? What? Um, and then he's like, I didn't suppose anything's likely to fall off before then. And then he goes, um, as for the workings and he like lifts up his, the oh, blanket no. and he looks down there and she, lo- and she looks and she's like, mm, it all seems to be in perfect working order. There's nothing loose at all. <laughs> uh, this is awkward. <laughs> More or less than when it's, it's, it's Brian Roger. Uh. I don't know. It's like your mom and dad in bed. I don't like it. Oh, Brittany, we've seen that. Do you know what we've seen from these two? You know? Um, But anyway, so he's like, ah, good. And so then he's like, how did you know what I was doing? Taking stock, as you say. Um, And she's like, oh, I do it before every birthday. Um, I like to reflect on the year past. I think everybody does. Just making sure that you're the same person as you were the day before. And he's like, you didn't see any marked changes, do you, Sassanac? And she looks at him and examines his face. And she's like, no, you're still you. And they kiss again. Um, And then he sort of sits up and he's like, you know, it struck me. I've now lived longer than my father did. Now this is a morning he never saw. He died when he was 49. Ooh, that's... Um, That would be a weird... Yeah, right? And so then she's like, and I'm sure he'd be happy to know you're alive with children and grandchildren that love you. And he's like, I, I, Mokri, um, the world and each day in it is a gift. Um, Whatever tomorrow brings, I'm grateful to, you know, I'm grateful to see it. And as for taking stock and he like lies back and he's like, he's like, I have all my teeth. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And he's like, none of my parts are missing. And he looks down again he goes and my cock still stands up by itself in the morning <laughs> oh, james 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 it's too early for that <laughs> and claire's like mm-hmm. and he's like could be worse and he lies down and then claire and so then this is where claire climbs on top of him and he's like oh okay and then she proceeds to sing happy birthday to him while and oh. her nightgown hey listen this is a much better sex scene than the barn i'm just gonna say okay that's true this is improved so she sings to him and roger's not singing so and they yeah this is true so she speaking of marilyn monroe she does a little bit of it's very similar to like happy birthday, happy birthday mr. mr president, president. <laughs> except for she says happy birthday dear colonel 
Um, and so Jamie and Claire have a little bit of morning birthday sex before. Hey, he could be going to war today. So like, that's true. Get it in, lovebirds. Get it in. Um, okay, so then the next scene we cut to now it's all of Jamie's militia and his men and you have Tryon and some of his men and there's some cannons there. And Tryon is saying, you know, General Gage was good enough to send two field pieces and six swivel guns from New York. So they now have like artillery and cannons and stuff too. And that's good. There's another general that's there and he's like, these insurgents wanted a fight and they shall have one. And then Jamie- They didn't really want a fight, dude. They just, you know- Didn't want to surrender. Yeah. Um, And so then Jamie says, how many men do we have, your excellency? Um. Oops, there was a t- there was an amount that yeah. I didn't write down. But he says, accounting yes, there's company, probably ten thousand, five thousand. Oh, so I think it's like a little. I think it's over a thousand. That's about okay, a thousand. That's a lot of people. Um, because this script doesn't write like numbers down, and for whatever reason, I wasn't paying attention. But that's anyway, okay. and then he's like, he's like, Colonel Moore will command the artillery. Colonel Leach the infantry. Captain Bullock's here with the cavalry. Um, they're camped around the river bend, and then there's a colonel named right Cr- Colonel the river bend. Um, Colonel Chadwick. He says, yeah. <laughs> Colonel Chadwick says, um, uh, that's not accounting for General Waddell's brigade. He's at Salisbury awaiting the arrival of two wagon loads of guns from Charleston. And James like, sir. Um, and he says the and he sort of says to try on alone, like he gets closer and whispers, and he's like, the regulators will not have um have artillery and munitions of this caliber. They're mostly farmers with no military training. And, yeah, you um, want to go destroy them. Colonel Chadwick is like um something they should be mindful to consider before provoking the crown. Okay. And, and Tryon's like, I that trust you. Right. And then Tryon's like, I trust your men are all in order, Colonel Fraser. And he's like, Aye, they're ready, sir. Um, and we can see that like the Browns are there too. Can, like, <laughs> among the men. And then Tryon's like, Well done, Good Colonel. People. And then as that happens, we can see Roger line up and Jamie looks over and is like Captain McKenzie. And then Roger gets off his horse and he's like, Reporting for duty, sir. And Jamie says, fall in. So then Roger falls in line. He's like, well, okay. Falls in line like next to John Quincy Myers. Um, and then now the next scene is. We got the know, whole gang. Whole gang. So then the next scene is. You Where know, are Jamie's, the twins? They're not there. He wouldn't let them fight. Okay. He Good. was like, you're too young. He's like, I'm telling you, young. you're 14. You're too young to fight. You're and you not just had fighting. surgery. You stayed yeah. rich. Good. Stay. So, um. But and like is Seamus um, there? No, okay, he good. wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to fight. Well, I know he couldn't, but he might show but, up. No, so he's he's With not there. So one can assume he's on the ridge. You know, you gotta leave some men back on the ridge. Um, so he's probably hanging out the ridge with Mister with Beetlebug. Beetlebug. Um, but um, okay. So then now we're in sort of like a canopy tent. All of sort of Jamie's militias in there and we can see like um and so Jamie's holding up this like yellow it's like a ribbon thing called like a cockade and so he says everyone take one pass them around and so Claire and Sinclair and John Quincy Myers are like passing them out to all of the men um and Jamie says it's to be fastened to your coat or your hat other companies will have cockades as well it's the only way to tell militia from regulator so it's important to wear it (laughs) Yes, you don't kill your own team. Yeah, or so the Redcoats don't, because the Redcoats are going to be, like, the, yeah, the British Army is yeah. going to be in their, the militias their coats. And- the militias in, like, civilian-looking clothing, so you've got to be able to tell them apart, right? 
Um, it's just a little strip that does not seem safe. I feel like yeah, it's like a little. It's called a cockade thing, so it's a little circle. I feel like you needed bigger. It's like it's not one little strip, but it's like it's probably this big. And okay, but from the back. Yeah, I feel like they should have like you remember like um fluorescent vests. (laughs) Go away. Oh, we were doing so well. And someone dared to walk by. She was like, no, 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 no. Blue's just sitting there absolutely chilling. And Zoe's just perched at the window being a maniac. So, Zoe. Okay, so basically, they're handing out these cockades. And then we we hear this voice that says, I'll have one of those. And who is it? Who's returned? No. Yeah, Bray trying to fight. Like, that's going to happen. Nope. Our friend Isaiah Morton has, oh! has shown up. The Browns are going to kill him. <laughs> he's shown up. And Jamie looks and he's like, Isaiah. And we can see Lionel Brown, who is Alicia's you know father, agree. the creepy one. Oh, yeah. He's the, yeah, he's he's creepy. the creepy one. He's standing there and he goes up to him and he's like, where's my Alicia? She with you? And Isaiah's, and that's how he talks too. He's really creepy. That's and creepy. Isaiah's like, no, she's at home. Um, and then with your other wife and then Lionel's like her home was in Brownsville, Brown, Brownsville, Brownsville, not living in sin with you, you bastard now. Nah. And, and like Jamie's like easy now, everyone. And then Claire just very calmly is like standing behind Lionel and just says, Alicia made her decision. It's her choice. And Lionel turns on her and is like, why don't you stay out of this? Very close to her face. And Ooh, Jamie, Jamie is going to be mad. Jamie steps up real quick, like in two giant strides. He gets in between Claire and Lionel. Um, And Lionel That's backs off. <laughs> and, like, and then Lionel backs off. And then he just sort of, you know, gets Claire to like stand behind him kind of deal. Um, And then Isaiah says, um, I, it's a good life. We're happy together. And then that was a loud one. Let's see if I uh, am able to. Sorry, anyone listening on your headphones. Sorry. Just a little uh, puppy barks. Guard dog barks. Um, I don't know who's walking by. It's a beautiful, sunny fall autumn day. Why would anybody be outside walking? Why? 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 Um, how dare they enjoy this so then, day so then Zoe you gonna you gonna cooperate you, good you tell know? the people I'm so sorry for your poor Blue's just sitting there chilling too he's yeah. just like whatever um so then Richard Brown so Richard Brown is the elder that, brother right yeah and he's like what was good for her was for her to be with her family and Lionel's like I should have killed you there and then nailed your hide to the tavern door and then Jamie's like enough yeah, seriously. And then he, he pulls he pulls Isaiah aside and he's like, you shouldn't be here. And Isaiah says, you helped me once. When I heard the troops were mustering, I wish to repay you. Jamie's like, I see love hasn't softened your hard head. <laughs> um, and then he says, and then he turns and says to the group, this man is willing to lay down his life. I'll not turn him away. If you cannot find it in yourself to fight alongside him, you may go. And so there's a pause. And then Richard, the elder Brown says, you know, there's a battle to fight. 
um, this unpleasantness between us should be forgotten. And so then Jamie nods and then he says to it, to Isaiah, he gives him one of the cockades and says, attach this to your, to your coat. And we can see like Lionel lurking and being like, Oh, there's so many shots of him like lurking. I never you realized put, you should put the, like a jersey on. Remember when you were in school and you had to play the two different dodgeball teams and you put those old jerseys on? Pennies. You need one of those. Yeah, penny. Yeah, let's give everyone a penny. Well, well you also fight. though want to be able to like camouflage from each other. Although the red coats, there's no camouflage in there's that. So I don't no. even know. But because like a little bit of mud could cover it up, and then all of a sudden you're fair game. What if it falls off? I don't oh, like no. this. This does not seem safe to me. <laughs> I, I do not like this plan. Um, okay, so now we cut to a scene where it looks it's sort of like the food tent. So do you remember those two brothers that back when Roger was in charge of, you know, signing up more people when Jamie and Claire had to go to the weird creepy house? Yes. Um, and there was, you know, that that mother was like, Oh, if I sign my two sons to you, you promise they'll be coming back. And he's like, I can promise you. And she's like, and we were having that conversation of like, uh, Roger, you remember those don't two, do that. two yes, brothers? So they're so like they're, they're, te- they're teenagers, right? So um, they're so they're sitting there at the you know eating before, sort of in the tent, and they're talking to each other. And one of them's like, "I've gone shooting every day since we heard there might be a war," and the other one's like, "Shooting wood blocks off a rail." I'll, I shoot eight possums a week. Oh, so J- Jamie comes over to pour some more water or whatever or ale or something in their um their glasses, and he, he says to Jamie. No, I shoot eight possums a week. And Jamie's like, war is not like hunting. The deer and the possums are not trying to kill you. And one of the boys says, but Ma says the point of hunting is to kill something. And the point of uh, point of going to war is to come back alive. Jamie sits down and he's like, war is killing. That's that. Um, think of anything less. Think of your own skin. Then you'll be dead by nightfall. You can a waver. And then so the boys are like, Okay. And so now we cut to an next. Uh, we have a lot of like quick scenes. So okay. now we cut to another scene. So we can tell like preparations are happening, all of that kind of stuff. And we can see Colonel Chadwick. Um, Jamie is standing over by them too. Colonel Chadwick is like, your excellency, a verbal message from General Waddell. Two wagon loads of munitions have been ambushed and destroyed. And the general and the general's troops were forced to retreat by a large force of rebels led by Murta Fitzgibbons. Um, and the scouts report that the regulators are across the creek. And Tryon's like, prepare the men. We'll engage the enemy here. Um, and Jamie's Uh-oh. like, Jamie's like, I'll have my men ready themselves. So then Jamie Uh-oh. goes off. So then Jamie goes off and he finds he finds Claire over in her tent. So she's obviously is starting to set up like a medical tent and that kind mm. of stuff so he finds he finds her and she comes over to him and claire's like did you see anything across the creek any sign of myrta jamie's like no no but i did see brian crana and lee withers so clearly jamie was like off scouting trying to see if he could see uh, anything across the creek or whatever right. he's like but i did see brian crana and lee withers which those are two of the guys that he's Brandy. met and talked bo- talked to before and they were mm. um I think they were two of the guys that were in that prison that he let go to Oh, like those guys. He's like, you know, he's like, but I did see those two. They were with Myrta and Hillsborough during the riots. And then um, Sinclair comes over and he says, Colonel, a minister. Zoe, how dare people walk outside? How dare they? But um, so Sinclair comes over and he's like, Colonel, a minister has come from the other side with a petition for the governor. And Jamie's like, oh, a minister, um, the Reverend Caldwell. 
And so we cut to, you know, obviously Tryon's been summoned out of his tent and we're over with him. And Tryon's like, Reverend Caldwell, I regret that we meet under such circumstances. Um, and, and he's like, your excellency. And he looks at Jamie, he says, Colonel Fraser. And he goes, I, a wedding is, is more enjoyable, is a more enjoyable occasion by far. I would have to go back and check up him. So one, this could have been the minister that, no, maybe not. I don't know. This could have been the minister that officiated Brian um, Rogers wedding because he's not a because I remember he wasn't a Catholic priest it wasn't a Catholic wedding that was that was a little bit of a bee in Jamie's bonnet he didn't love that <laughs> that it wasn't a Catholic ceremony but um um and so then the reverend says I come in hopes that we can settle this matter without bloodshed and he hands the governor like this letter and try and reads it and goes and then he's like, hmm, pardon me, Reverend, if I disagree with the assertion that I have not lent a kind ear to the just complaints of the people. Um, I certainly do not consider his majesty's subjects to be mere toys and their lives and their lives um, and their lives matters to be trifled with. Still, nevertheless, I will do as they ask. I will consider their grievances and convey my candid and speedy response by noon tomorrow. And the Reverend's like, thank you, sir. I will convey your answer and we will await um, your final response. So it's like a last. He's just going to go shoot him. Last ditch effort to sort of, you know, work something out. So then he leaves. um, And then uh, Tryon says, you know, order the men to remain under arms through the night. Cavalry should keep their mounts bridled and saddled. And they're like, your excellency. And then he says, I'll draft a proclamation demanding their surrender. And Jamie's like. Your Excellency, why not pursue a parley as they ask? And Tryon says, their petition for peace, Colonel Fraser, was nothing but demands. It is I who will not be trifled with. Oh, God. Fucking men, man. I know. Egos have led to so much bloodshed in this world. Like, good Lord. Um, And Jamie says, perhaps at least we wait for reinforcements. Um, And Tryon's like, no, a bold stroke is needed. To hesitate could mean defeat. I am governor of this province. I cannot tolerate such a blatant disregard for the law to be allowed to go unpunished. And we're like, oh, Oh my God. Great. Great. He says, I will not. Their course is set. you're proving all of their points. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, their course is set and so is mine. And he goes back to his tent and Jamie's standing there being like, Oh, this is, <laughs> he's probably like this feels oddly familiar remember when yep. bonnie prince charlie was charlie, like wh- yep nope no matter oh. the circumstances we're going forward okay so now i cannot be cannot insulted be. i so, cannot give an inch i am the governor um so he now so now we're back at the shurston's where brie oh. is with jemmy and everything and so then lizzie lizzie or so brie is sitting there with mrs with mrs Sherston and you know uh you know Lizzie comes in and and just says like Jemmy's asleep and he's like thanks Lizzie um and then she says to Miss Mrs Miss Mrs I keep miss because I always call mistress even if you're it's weird anyway um thanks Lizzie we're just so grateful for your hospitality and then um Mrs Sherston says you know anything Mr Sherston I can can I, and I can do for your aunt Jocasta. Okay, so clearly they're friends of Jocasta's or something. Okay. And then Mr. Sherston walks in and he goes, there's talk at the tavern. The militia is preparing for battle. The regulators are across the Alamance Creek. And Bree's like, where's that? And he's like, oh, I can show you on a map. So he pulls out this map and he goes, southwest of Hillsborough is the great Alamance Creek. And Bree's like, wait, Alamance, something happened there. 
I seem to remember. And then Mrs. Sherston's like, have you ever been there? And Bree's like, no, no, it's just the name sounds familiar. Um, and then Mrs. Sherston says, they say the Indians, I hate saying that term, um, named it, named it that, and it means all man's land. And Breeze says, something definitely happened there. Alamance. Alamance. It's one of those things you're like, oh, I wish I paid attention in that particular class. What's happening? And then all of a sudden we cut to like, we get a shot of like Brie riding on her horse. Oh, she remembered. So she clearly is remembering something and is like off to deliver a message. So now we cut to... Um, we're at a scene and we're like in, we're sort of like in the creek and Jamie is standing in the creek shirtless. I'm not a one to objectify men, but <laughs> looking good, sir, looking good. Um, So he's, he's, and he's got, he's taking his little ponytail out. So his like hair is like, and he's like, so he's in the creek and he's sort of like pouring some water over himself. And we can see Claire's, you know, been wandering, maybe trying to find him. And she sees him standing there and she just is like quiet and just sort of watches him. And then he like cuts open his hand. So then, and I'm like, Jamie, infection, but he cuts open. So he cuts open his hand and then he starts. I mean, Claire has made penicillin, so. Right. So he starts and then he, you know, he takes the blood and he sort of like does like puts it on his forehead and he, he's clearly doing a like Gallic ritual kind of stuff because he's he's talking he's like you know speaking to himself in Gaelic um and he's you know he's blessing himself with the blood and Claire sort of noted and then and then once he finishes that he sort of looks over his shoulder and he notices Claire standing there so she like gently approaches and then she's like so does God have an answer and Jamie's like rinsing off the blood and stuff and he's like I wasn't calling to God I was calling on Dougal Mackenzie and Brie and and Claire sort of like Dougal yeah and then she's sort of like you know considering how things ended with us at Claudin and she just takes a beat and she's like why yeah, um she murdered him um uh, we murdered him <laughs> <laughs> um and couple then things. like a couple <laughs> things bonding um <laughs> And then Jamie Fun date night like, ideas. Right. And then Jamie <laughs> Murder was your like, uncle. <laughs> right. Um, and Jamie was like, he was a war chief, taught me everything I know. And I made my peace with my uncle a long time ago. Um, and now he so he steps out of the water and he sort of approaches her and he's like getting his shirt on and stuff. And then Jamie says, Dougal will ken what I did, I had to do for my men, for you, and I'll do it all again now. And Clara's like, I know you will. And then Jamie says, Tryon's determined to fight. So he's like putting his shirt back on. And he's like, I've seen that look before in men's eyes when they're beyond reason or compromise. Um, and Claire says, will Dougal help, do you think? And Jamie says, if he can. We fought many times together, Dougal and I, hand to hand, back to back. After all, blood is blood. And Claire's like, yes, but there's someone else that you share blood with. And then Jamie's like, I, Merton and I fought back to back as well. This time we'll fight face to face. No amount of prayer will help that. Um. So now we cut to more. Okay, so Bree's riding. She's riding. And then we see that she sort of arrives and is escorted into the camp. And Jamie and Claire are coming back to the camp from the from the river. And they they notice her. And Claire's like, Bree. And Jamie's like, guys. So they run over to her. And then Roger notices that she's arrived too. So they're clearly like, what are you doing here so yeah. they're like they're like running over um and then brie gets off her horse once again weirdly only looks at jamie 
bypasses him and then goes to Claire and is like, I've come to warn you, which like, I get it, but I just, there's, there's, there's at least two times in this series where she's only no, given yeah. a glance to her. I don't get it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's actually really funny though. Cause in the book around something around when this happens, she arrives and she starts and also in the book series jamie's been teaching her gallic so she's like i'm quite fluent so i can't remember if she yells at him in gallic or she just yells at him but then he when she arrives she starts like screaming and cursing at him for for claire being there and being like if you get my mother killed (laughs) she's like yelling at him or whatever it's really funny i gotta go back and find that passage she gets there she's like all yelling at him and pissed because claire's there and is like if you have my if you get my mother killed um um but anyway so then so now we cut to you know we're in like a a sort of tent area and it's like we're with jamie and claire and brian roger and she's clearly shared sort of what she remembers and she so she's like the fight happens here at the creek and the militia will win jamie says how many lives are lost and she's like i don't know numbers or details that's kind of like claire with the whole battle of the whole rebellion i can't tell you specific dates i just just the general outlines of history yeah um and she's like i don't know numbers or details my professor said that some people consider this to be the spark of the american revolution and then Roger says, but the regulators aren't trying to overthrow, overthrow the crown. They aren't fighting for independence. And Claire's like, no, but they are rebelling against corruption and unfair taxes. Jamie says, you're certain Tryon wins. And Bree's like, yes. And then so Jamie has this big sigh and he paces for a second. He's like, <sighs> he's like, all right, I must get a message to Myrta then. If he can be warned, the regulators are doomed to fail then maybe he can convince his men to retreat and lives will be spared on both sides. And then Bree's like, but wait, if we do stop this fight now, what if, doesn't that mean the revolutionary war won't happen and America will never become America? And Jamie's like, hmm, you say some people believe there is a spark. Couldn't the spark alight from somewhere else? And Claire's like, Claire's like, yes, it could. I'm like, love Claire, supporting, supporting. Yeah. <laughs> part of the house be yes honey you're right he could 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 um and then jamie says what matters are the men in my charge the regulators fighting for what they believe in and my godfather and roger's like i agree i'll deliver the message to myrta and brie and claire both look at each other don't like that and jamie's like no it's too dangerous roger's like i know but i'm the only one that can do it he knows me he knows i'm from the future he'll believe it so jamie and claire look at each other for a moment and then jamie's like yeah, all right. You'll leave at nightfall. Keep this in your pocket. The cockade thing that they're all wearing. He's oh, like, keep yeah. this in your pocket. Then they will not see you come from the other side. And if you're threatened, and he gives them this like white handkerchief, he's like, wave this and cry truce and tell them to fetch me. Don't say more until I come. Roger's like, I. So now we quickly see it's starting to be nightfall and we can see Roger sort of slip into the woods because they're sort of camped out in this clearing outside of um like Mm -hmm. a a bit of wood a forest and we know the creek is sort of in there and then the regulators are on the other side of that so he starts to like we see him sort of slip into the woods as uh, um as night approaches and so now um we cut to it so it's nighttime and brie and claire so brie is sort of helping claire like prep all of her supplies and like go through all her medical kit and get her tent all set up um 
And so Claire's sort of going through all of her things to doing inventory. She's like belladonna, laudanum, oil of juniper, penny royal, alcohol, and my secret weapon. And Bree's like the penicillin. Um, so she has like a little she has little bits of that and then she has her needle and syringe that she sort of like okay. brought with her um and bless then you. and so then um claire's like if i had it at preston pans imagine the lives i could have saved and Bree's like maybe you'll save some today and i'll stay and help it'll keep me it'll keep me from worrying and claire's like Jamie assured us under the flag of truce, no one will trouble will trouble Roger. And then Bree's like, will the flag of truce really help if he's still over there when the shooting starts? And Bree and Claire's like, if the shooting starts, let's just hope he manages to convince Myrta. I'm like, Claire, you know better. Yeah, Myrta is not giving up this fight. Um, and so now we get to the next scene. We can see we're over with the regulators and we can hear Myrta's voice and like they're all sort of gathered and we can see Roger's arrived and he's like slinking through the crowd and he's hearing Myrta speak. Um, and he's like, you know, Tryon's left us no choice. He's lied to us in the past. We cannot submit to tyranny. They're all like, no, never. Bah. He's like, we're not, we're not resisting law and order. We are fighting injustice. Tryon will regret the day he chose to ignore our demands. His blood will soak this ground. And he's like, now go be ready for the morrow. And he sort of dismisses everyone. And then this is when Merton clocks Roger across the thing. Uh, okay. He's like instantly like, oh, fuck, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I know you. And so he here? sort of walks over to him and he's like, what the devil are you doing here? And Roger's like, I need to talk to you. Myrta, you're going to lose this battle. Brianna saw the name Alamance on a map and she remembered the regulators lose. And he's like, what? Roger's like, I, Jamie wanted you to know that the best thing you can do is leave now. Convince your men to disperse. And he's like, Christ, Mackenzie, you saw the men. You think they'll yield in this fight? They're all riled up. Roger's like, I believe they might if you tell them to. If you don't, they'll be slaughtered. And then Berta's like, how many men does Tryon have? Roger says, more than a thousand. And he's like, well, we have twice that number. Roger's like, but Tryon has a trained militia. You you have farmers with knives and pitchforks. Berta's like, and they're brave as lions. They'll fight when the time comes. And then Roger's like, Tryon has cannons for Christ's sake. Myrta, most of your men have never even seen a cannon. You have no officers. You have no cavalry. You have no artillery. Listen to me, man. You cannot win. You do not win. The history has been written. And then Myrta's like, then I do fight. Um, how can I tell How can I tell them to cast aside everything they fought for, to just give up? Roger's like, they'll not be giving up. They'll be living to fight another day. And if they wait, if you wait, in a few years, we'll all be fighting on the same side. Um, and then Myrta's like, do you know how long a few years is to men who've lost everything? So now we cut to, so the next scene kind of cuts in between Governor Tryon in his tent, like dictating his letter response that's going to be sent over to the regulators. Okay. Um, so we're cutting between that and cutting to it's, it's dawn sort of the next morning mm. and Myrta's reading that letter to the regulators that are like gathered around listening so it flips back and forth between him reading him reading both of them reading um so it's like to those who style themselves um regulators in reply to your petition i have been ever attentive to the interests of your country and every individual residing therein 
I lament the fatal necessity to which you have now reduced me by withdrawing yourselves from the mercy of the crown and the laws of your country. I'm, I require you who are now assembled to lay down your arms, surrender up your leaders, and submit yourself to the leniency of the government. By accepting these terms within one hour, you will prevent an effusion of blood, as you are at this time in a state of warm rebellion against your king, your country, and your laws. Signed, William Tryon. And the crowd's like murmuring and all that kind of stuff. And so now we cut to Roger is in, is kind of hiding in what I believe is probably Myrta's tent. And then Myrta, he's like clearly waiting. He's like pacing. And then Myrta comes in and he's like, I spoke with the men. I tried to convince them, but they will not turn back now. Um, this battle will happen. You've done your best here, but it's time for you to return to your own camp. Leave now before it begins. Roger's like, if you're, if you're, um, if your men won't, won't, then I urge you. No, Myrta, I beg you. Time is running out. Leave and save yourself, please. For the love your godson bears you. Um, and you know, Myrta gives a look and we're like, hmm. And so now we cut to the next scene is sort of Rogers now leaving the regulator camp and is, you know, heading back over to the other side to sort of get over there before shit kicks off. Um, And as he's walking, he sees now, do we remember on his boat ride over the woman and, and her child that he met and realized that she's a Mackenzie? Oh, yes. Yes. So she was a Mackenzie. Um, and there was the baby that was sick that he hid so the baby wouldn't get thrown overboard, whatever, right? When Bonnet was chucking people overboard that looked like they had fucking scarlet fever or some shit. The baby was teething and fevered. Yes. He hid them. So he sort of put it together that they are probably his, like, ancestors. The Mackenzie okay. kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and so he recognizes this woman. Her name's Morag. So she's there in the camp, like putting up laundry or whatever. And he's like, Morag, Mistress, Mistress Mackenzie. And he, she turns and she's like, oh, Mr. Mr. Mackenzie. And he's like, it's good to see you again. Are you in good health? And your child, Jemmy. And she's like, oh, we're well, both of us. And he's like, pleased to hear. I have my own son now. His, his name is Jemmy, Jeremiah as well. It was my father's name. She's like, tis a fine, strong name. He's like, I thought of, I thought of you now and then. And she's like, oh, I. I do thank you, Mr. McKenzie. I'll not forget how you saved us from that heartless sea, Captain. And then he's like, Mr. McKenzie, wait, I-, I have something I need to tell you. And then he goes to like help her pick up her laundry and they like bonk heads. I'm like, oh, Jesus, friggin' oh, Roger. And she's like, oh, Mary and Brian. an awkward person. And, and he's an awkward like, human, Roger. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, did I hurt you? I'm sorry. And she's like, nay, I have a thick skull, my ma always said. And Roger's like, I have a thick skull too. Runs in my family. This is a really awkward interaction. I don't think I like this. And then he's like, your husband, is he one of the regulators? And he's like, she's like, yes, yes. And then he's like, he's like, the thing I wanted to tell you, to warn you, the governor, he's serious. He's brought troops. He's brought cannons. He means to put down this rebellion. Do you understand? You must. Because, yeah, he's sort of like, I'm I'm with the militia. And she's like, oh, and he's like, but I need to like sort of warn you. And he's like, he means to put down this rebellion. Do you understand? You must tell your husband leave before anything happens and she's like leave and go where we have no home to go back to and she like 
clutches her stomach and he's like, you're with child. And he's like, look, I have to go. But Mistress Mackenzie, hear me. If anything should happen, come to me. I'll take care of you. Your family's welcome on Fraser's Ridge. And he like gives her a hug. And then all of a sudden we just hear this voice that says, get away from my wife. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's spaghettios. So now we... um. <laughs> so we cut back it's so clearly it's morning the british army is is readying for the fight everything's getting ready um and jamie's been walking around the camp and he's looking for roger he's like captain mckenzie anyone seen roger mack and they're like no i haven't colonel john quincy myers is like not hide nor hair of him i'm afraid um someone else is like it's been hours since i've laid eyes on the captain and jamie's like christ where is he he's like (laughs) looking around trying to find them and then Tryon sees him and he's like, Colonel Fraser, and like waves Jamie to come over. So Jamie walks over um, and he's like, Governor. And Tryon's like, I thought you'd cut, cut a striking figure in this. And he's holding a red coat. <gasps> oh, no. No, I don't want him in a red coat. And I don't then, like it. And then Jamie's no. like, Sir. And then Tryon's like, Well, you're one of my best officers. I'm not going to have you mistaken for an insurgent. See, I told you the little, even he knows that the little thing doesn't work. This isn't going to be enough. Look, he's like, oh yeah, no, that's not going to work. You need to actually have something that's identifiable. Um, Maybe put that on all the men so they don't die, please. Right. And though, so so Jamie's like, I appreciate the gesture, your, the gesture, your excellency, but I don't think it proper for me to wear such a garment you can tell he's like trying to not be like <laughs> like i refuse to ever darn you know how many darn, times darn i've that. fought that stupid yeah. red coat um and then tryon's like much too humble colonel i know that you more than most who t- who will take this battlefield are deserving of the privilege so please oh god the honor uh and then so then he hands it so then he hands it over to jamie <sighs> jamie takes off his hat and his coat and hands it to john quincy myers I don't like it. And Tryon puts the red coat on him. And you can and tell Jamie's no. face is like, oh, like he Hate it. hates it with every part of his being. Um, and- <laughs> I'm, I'm sure all he's thinking is like, Claire better be fucking right that I have to be on this side right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, he know. Well, no, it's not. It's not that. Well, in terms of this particular battle, but in terms of the war, it's that size that lose. And he knows that, but he's on That's this side. I mean. He's, but he's on this side because he chose to take the land grant from Tryon. That's why he has to be on this side, right? Oh, hello, Jojo. Are we calm now? But so he puts it on, and Tryon's like, she's oh. sleepy. And Tryon's like, people. no, she's all tuckered out. He's like, Tryon's like, ah, yes, you stri- yes, a striking figure indeed. And, he can see, <laughs> and everyone's like, ooh. And then you know, Tryon goes, Colonel Chadwick. And then Colonel Chadwick's like, company! And they're shouting. Um, and, you know, Jamie takes his hat back and puts his tricorn hat on. And he has this thing on. And we get, like, a, this close-up of him, like, readying for battle. And also, oof, he's in a red coat. Ooh! Ooh! Yikes. I don't like it. Um, and so now we're back with Roger. Um, and now Roger's like, oh, my apologies. I swear, I meant no disrespect. And, okay, and I can't remember if at what point we find out about this, but the the and these these ancestors that we know about this guy's name that has come up his name's Buck William Buckley Mackenzie or whatever. Do you know what lineage 
they are. So obviously they're Roger's ancestors. But this man, so the husband of this woman, Morag, is the um Gladys's? Yeah. It's okay. rem- remember Dougal and, and Galus had the child. <laughs> and then yeah. oh. Zoe. And okay, then so. um 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 Oh my god. Yeah, they went to the kid went to the other Mackenzies. Yeah, right? who had lost a child and yeah. the of Column had told Claire that like, you know, gave this child to this couple to sort of raise. So this is this is the child. And um I'll Oh, be- this is, William is the child. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, is, yeah, William yeah. Mackenzie. Yes, he is, yes, yes. He's yes, them. Yes. Um so he goes by Buck. Um and so okay. he's in America and he's So he's Jamie's cousin. Yes. He would be Jamie's cousin. He would. But yeah, he'd be his first cousin. Yeah. Um and and um yeah, so and when you watch this episode, I'll be interested to see if you recognize the actor that is playing him, which like no shade is the actor is definitely actually way too old because this character would be like what 25? Yeah, because he should maybe? be young, way younger than Jamie. Yeah, he's quite, yeah, he's a way younger than Jamie because Jamie was 23, 24 yeah. or whatever when this kid was born. Um, So anyway, so he's like, I swear, I meant no disrespect. And Buck, we're going to call him Buck. Um, He's like, no, then what the hell do you think you were doing then, eh? And then Roger's like, I met Mistress Mackenzie aboard the Gloriana a year or two ago. When I recognized her here, I thought to inquire as to the family's welfare. That's all. Morag's, Morag's like, you know, he meant no harm, William. It was him who found me and Jemmy in the hold when we hid there. He brought us food and water. He cared for us that night when the sailors threw the sick ones into the sea. He's like, oh, I? And then other men come over and they're like, who's this, Buck? <clears throat> and then Buck's like, that's what I mean to find out. You go back with the women, Morag. I'll settle. I'm going to settle with this fella. Okay, well, I don't like, think I like Dougal's son very much. And he's like, Morag's like, but he hasn't done anything. And then Buck's like, listen to me. You think it's nothing when a man quarries you, quarries quarry, into you in public like a common rat? What the fuck? Ew. <laughs> the, Scots, the Scots words are a lot. And she's like, no. And he's like, now I told you to go back. So go now. And he goes to like slap her and Roger gets in the way and punches him. And then he comes to a fight and a, t- and a, a tussle. And then Buck's men grab Roger. Uh-oh. Um, and... um. Roger, and, why do you always make everything complicated? And they like have him and he's like, she's a Mackenzie. I'm a Mackenzie. We're blood. That's why I was trying to help her. And then, and oh, in the tussle, the freaking cockade thing has fallen out of his pocket. And now, <laughs> now they know like, he's a m- militia. Yeah. And he's like, what's this? You're with the militia, aren't you? And Roger's like, I came to warn you about Tryon. And then he, you know, he's like, oh, so you're a wife stealer and a traitor. All tied oh up in a wee bundle, is it? Oh, Roger. And Roger, then Roger, one Roger. of the other men is like, ah, slit his throat, I say, and good riddance. And Roger's like, a man who's sure of his wife needn't worry that someone else may try to steal her. I'm sure of my own, and I have no need of yours. And then Buck's like, married, are you? Well, your, mu- your wife must be ill-favored, surely, for you to be sniffing after mine. Or perhaps... She put you out of her. She put you out of her bed because you couldn't serve her decently, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, and Roger's like, you let me go, sir, and I will not speak. I will not speak against you for your wife's sake. And Buck's like, and Buck's like, I no, 
no, I didn't think you will. And he's like, speak against me, that is. And then he like knocks him in the head with the butt of his gun and like knocks Oh, him. Roger, Roger, Roger. Oh, dear. Just what we all need to be worrying about as a battle yep. is about to start, right? You being. Oh, dear. Kidnapped oh, dear. Um, up. So murdered. now we what cut are back. What you doing, dude? We you cut... had one job. Get over there. Get over get there and get back before the battle. Oh, even fuck. do that. So now we have, we're back over at the camp. You know, men are marching. Everybody's sort of preparing, getting ready. It's, you know, it's almost time. And Jamie walks over and Claire kind of comes out of her, her medical tent for a second. She's got a little, she's got like a canteen of water and she can tell she's like, she walks out. She's got her little like bandana scarf around her head that she mm-hmm. wears. She's like preparing. She comes out. And she's about to take a swig of water and she sees Jamie standing there and she stops in her tracks and she looks at him. She's like, Jesus H. Roosevelt Christ. <laughs> and they like walk up to each other. She's like, like you're what are you wearing? God. And then so they walk up to each other and Jamie's like, try on and insisted. Claire's like, and I imagine you weren't in a position to refuse. And we can hear like shouting and people preparing order. Like, you know, the battle is imminent, right? And so she touches his cheek and he kisses her hand. And then Jamie's like, there's no sign of Roger. Um, And he's like, yeah, he's like, there's no sign of Roger. We don't know if he succeeded or we haven't heard, but the battle is upon us. And then he says, will you wish me luck then? And she's like, well, I can't let you go without saying something. I suppose good luck will do. And then she looks at him and she's like, I love you, soldier. And they kiss. And Jamie says, good luck will do. I love you does so much better. Aww. And then they, they kiss again. And then okay, that Jamie, was cheesy but cute. Right? And it's like, God, how many times do they have to see each other off the battle? And then Jamie says, that obituary Brie brought us. I didn't ken if it's true. But what I do ken is this. There may come a day where you and I shall part. But it will not be today. And he kisses her hand and then starts backing away as he has to go off and leave. His, and Claire sort of watches him go. Um, and so now we are, so now like everybody's in position, the men are all lined up facing the edge of the woods. We have the army, we have the militia, everybody's sort of standing there and Jamie's standing amongst his men. And he says to his men, we go in hard, protect ourselves. We're not here to kill our brothers. We're here to end this, put the fear of God in them. They'll retreat. This doesn't have to be a massacre. Take prisoners, save souls. And then we start to see a few of the regulators appear out of the edge of the forest. And so then everybody pulls their guns to be ready. And then Janie yells, watch for Mackenzie <laughs> to all his men. Yeah, like, Don't kill Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Tryon yells cannons fire. And then there's like one, you know, there's some firing done by the army, not Jamie's men though. And then, you know, t- t- Tryon's guys shoot and it's the whole, like the first line fires and then the yeah, men behind was, step yeah. forward while they're reloading. Jamie's men haven't fired yet though. And Tryon's like yelling at them all fire. God damn you fire on them or fire on me. And they all kind of stop and they turn and they look and they wait for Jamie's instruction. And then Jamie goes fire. And so then all, so, and then we basically have the start of the battle scene, which I can only describe so much. But, you know, one line fires yeah. and the next book, third, and battle. they push them back into the forest. So it's not an open field battle. They sort of right. push them back into the forest and then and then the men charge. And so the battle is now kind of in the in the woods now in the forest. Smart on the regulators. 
Yeah, it's a little bit better than open field, right? And well, so yeah, because we, they don't have the artillery, right? Yeah. Or cavalry. I mean, mm-hmm. having a horse I mean, in a forest is not how, super helpful. Yeah, and I mean, so there's cavalry in there. A lot of men are on foot. Like, Jamie's men are all on foot. So there's, and it's back and forth. Like, some redcoats are getting ambushed and, and shot. And some, right, you could tell this was, like, the regular's plan. But, I mean, how long is that going to work no. for? Yeah. That kind of stuff, too. And Jamie's in there with his men, and they're getting shot at. And he's like, find cover. And so him and some of the men hide behind, like, this big log. It's, like, kind of thing. And then, so then Jamie says to the, so he's got, like, Sinclair and Isaiah Morton is is by him. And John Quincy Myers is by him. And some of the Browns are there. And he's like, we fight as they do. Um, And then he says, Myers with me. So John Quincy Myers, he's like, Myers with me. And they go this way. Isaiah Morton goes goes the other way and we can see the two brown brothers standing there and you can see richard looks over to lionel and gives him a nod and they go in the same direction as isaiah oh Um, yeah they're gonna go kill him and so now we're with jamie and john quincy myers and they're fighting together and then we get a cut uh we see isaiah and and isaiah gets shot from behind (gasps) gets shot from you browns you sneaky little bastards i didn't even like isaiah but that's a dirty move I hope Jamie shoots you both. Um, And so, um, and so now we cut to, we're in Claire's tent. Jesus, like, how does that help your daughter? Now she's pregnant and you killed the person. Yeah, right? With no one. How does that help? Um, So now we're in Claire's tent and there's already some of the walking wounded have already started to wander in and she's, it looks like she doesn't have like a ton of help. Like there's a few women in there, but it's like nowhere near. It feels like the same number of women that were there when it was like the Battle of Preston Pans. Yeah, stuff. But like, Bree's well, probably because there, they're few not traveling. Maybe is with the militia. Yeah, right. Especially because if it was like the men just kind of leaving their homes, like they're not like. Yeah, it's like a it, it, well, and it was very different because it was like this particular battle, whereas with um leading up to Culloden, it was. There was it a multiple. Was, it was ones, a right? series like they were, of them. Yeah, yeah, they were like, they were and they had to bring. To get, they had to gain some ground. Yeah, yeah, they had to gain some ground and stuff. Whereas too. this is like the militia was just kind of called up, right? So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure so they didn't a need few women. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure they didn't like the same like well, sheep and livestock and everything it's traveling very, with the army. Yeah, it's and different. it's it's very different. Like there's actually a way more women from what I could see that were with the regulator camp. Right, right. But again, because like they were probably traveling like, together, a lot yeah. of them had left their homes. And That's like, what I mean, right? But the militia, they're just like called up for this one battle. They're yeah. not like there to like travel for to deal the, with this problem. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So so Claire's in there. And so there's like a few people in there helping her breeze mm-hmm. in there. And so she's helping this one guy. She's like, come take his coat off. And she's like, you know, and I'll come and reassess the wound. So she, she's delegating to some people to help. And then, you know, you know, she sees Bree is still kind of got a lost look, like looking off and she walks over and she's like, don't worry. He was probably just on his way back and then joined the fight. And then Bree's like, I just don't know what's worse, that he's missing or getting shot at. And then at this point, we can hear some of the men are dragging Isaiah in, and we can hear Mistress Fraser, Mistress Fraser. And she looks over and she sees it's Isaiah. And she's like, Isaiah, here, get him up on the table. So they get him on the table. And she's like, here, let me see. And she's like, he's been shot through the lung from behind. She's like, here, Isaiah, can you hear me? And he's like, sort of He's like wheezing as he's talking to her and he's like, tell Allie, I love her. And Claire's like, you're not going to die on me. You hear? And then Isaiah gasps and is like, baby comes next month. And Claire's like, and you'll be, and you'll be there. Brie, get me the alcohol. 
So she's like trying to do her thing. Um, and then we're back at the battle scene and there's, you know, more battle scenes happening. <laughs> um, and now, okay, we're back to Claire. And so I, she's clearly like dressed up, done what she can for Isaiah to sort of try to help. She's going to mm-hmm. have to deal with the whole collapsed lung situation, but he's resting over on a table and Lionel's in there and she's tending to some superficial wounds sort of <gasps> right and go after him well and so he's in there and then so she's giving actually she's giving him some penicillin right to like sort of deal with the infection and richard brown is standing there and he's like what's that you're giving him and she's like it'll help him heal um and then richard brown looks over and goes morton and i'm like acting like you're shocked to shocked. see him there. <laughs> you murdered you shot him and sees him standing over there. And then this is where Lionel's like, I hope you didn't waste any good medicine on that coward. He was running away like a scared rabbit when he was felled. And then Isaiah says, because he's still awake. And he was like, I wasn't running away. Um, And then he looks, he goes, you saw what happened. And so the one nephew is there. So the, the, remember the couple that took the baby, baby Bonnie, yeah. the nephew. Yeah. So he's standing there he's like a nice guy but he's like going with his family sure family right as you know his his father and his uncle and all that kind of stuff but isaiah's looking at him and says you saw what happened um yes and then so then claire is like doing a little bit of mental math and she's like looks at lionel is like powder burns were on his back so whoever shot him was at close range and then Lionel looks at her and is like, no woman speaks to me like that. And he grabs her wrist, which causes her to drop the needle. And then he gets up and he steps on it. <gasps> yeah. What a dick. And Claire's like so upset. She's well, yeah, like, that's how she administers penicillin. penicillin. She, she created penicillin and now she has no way to use it. So she's like, what have you done? And then he walks out as Bree sort of watches this happen. And she's like on the ground. She's like, no, like trying to pick it up. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. Literally all she did was, and I love how he's like, no woman speaks to me like that. And I was like, she was just, you know, assessing some facts of the situation. You're threatened by that. Hmm. He thinks you doth protest too much. Too much. Yeah. No woman talks to me like that. Oh, fuck. I hate him. I don't like him. Oh, and so now we're back. We're into the battle. Um, you know, war isn't really nice. It's gross on both sides. There's, and it looks like, okay, at this point, some of the re- regulators are retreating and like prisoners are being taken. So the tide has mm. turned and it's not going well for them at this point. Um, and we can see Jamie, you know, he's got some blonde on his face. He's got his gun at the rifle at the ready. And he's like moving, looking around every tree. Oh my God, it starts me out. Like, I just remember how many times I like die when I play laser tag. Like I couldn't imagine <laughs> being in a forest and like being like anyone at any corner could get you and so then he more and somebody and then all of a sudden someone pops out and shoots at him and he has to like duck behind a tree and then he comes around he's like withers leah withers which is one of the men that was at the jail right, right? So yeah that was that man so he's like lee withers for god's sakes man do you not recognize me i mean you no harm and withers kind of like has his he has his hands up for a second he's a, and he's like you mean me no harm but you wear the coat of my enemy 
um, and your, and your fellows, they kill without mercy. And Jamie's like, Withers, listen, I didn't want to shoot you. And Withers is like, Brian Crana is dead, which is like the other guy. Uh, yeah. And Jamie pauses for a second. And then Lee Withers friggin' really quickly goes into his coat, pulls out his pistol, cocks it, and is like about to pull the trigger and fire at Jamie. And then someone comes out from behind the tree and like knocks him out with the butt of his gun. He like Murta. rolls down the hill. And who is it? We see Murta. He's like come out from behind the tree. And both Murta and Jamie, like they're standing like maybe five feet apart from each other. And they both look at yeah. each other and they're sort of like smiling at each other. Um, and then all of a sudden, all you hear is this big bang. And then it like, takes a second. And then Murta we falls. realize Murta's been shot. And Jamie's like trying to compute what just happened. And then Remember the two teenage boys that Jamie was talking yeah. about? Like he couldn't hesitate. One of them is standing there and he's like, I did what you said, Colonel. I didn't waver. And Jamie's like looking and he looks um and he's in shock. And then Murta sort of falls and he catches Murta. Um and he sort of lays Murta down and he's like trying to cover the wound. He gets ca- caught in the chest somewhere. And and Jamie's like, I released you from your oath. You had no cause to save me. You should have you should have done as I asked. Um, and then Murta's like, I'd never betray your mother, no matter who asked. Um, and then he's really still for a second and definitely looks like he's died. And then Jamie like, like panics and he's like a ghost which is Gallic for Godfather. And then, you know, he startles and Jamie smiles for a second. And then Murta's like, do not be afraid. And he says, uh, we've heard him say that, call Jamie this a lot where it's like a balaki. I can't remember exactly oh, what it means okay. at this moment. But probably means it's some term of endearment because I know a ghost mm-hmm. she means Godfather. Um, and he's and then he says to Jamie, "Don't be afraid, Balaki. Um, it doesn't hurt a bit to die." And then you know, Jamie's still trying to like help the wound or whatever. And then Murta stills, and it's like very clear that okay, Murta's died. Died. Um, and Jamie's like full fucking denial, like full denial, and he's like, Murta. Murta, and then he just starts and then he's like help me zoe i know it's upsetting right Zoe, she doesn't like it and he's so so then he's like he starts looking around and he's like help me help me. and then he like yells like help me and then john jamie and then john quincy myers and another one of jamie's men come running over and and john quincy myers says to him like colonel i i i think he's and he's like, help me now. And he's like, Jamie. And so John Quincy Myers is like, okay. So they come over and they help Jamie pick Marta up and start carrying him. And so they're they're sort of carrying him. And Jamie's talking to him. And he's like, dinner fast, a ghost, a ghosty. We'll, we'll take you to Claire. She'll ken what to do this way. All will be well. And John Quincy Myers is like looking at him and Marta like, okay. And he's <laughs> I like, mean... Because it's very clear that, clear like, that Marta, he's passed, yeah, yeah is, is gone. And so they arrive at Claire's tent and Jamie like pulls the curtain open and they're dragging him in. And he's like, he's like, Claire, Claire, save him, save him. And they put him on the table and Claire and Brie approach and Claire looks in and looks at is assessing it what happened. It's as at what's happening. And then Jamie's like, what do you need? What do you need? And he goes over and like grabs one of her riding kits and brings it over. And Claire like examines Murta. And it's like very clear, like she knows instantly that he's gone. And then Jamie looks at her and he's like, what is it? And John Quincy Myers and the other man leave to like yeah. give, give him sort of privacy. And and Brie and Claire look at each other 
like they both they both know yeah um and then jamie's like do what you must heal him and claire looks right at jamie and she's got like tears in her eyes and she looks at him and she's like i'm sorry he's gone and so then Bree sort of steps out and pulls the like the privacy curtain closed to sort of like give the moment and Bree's upset too yeah it's probably rogers rogers still missing this is just reminding her of like what could be happening to him and then she also loved Murta. Like she had a yeah. relationship with him and stuff too. So you can tell like she's upset too. So she steps out and we're back with Jamie and Claire. And Jamie is like looking at Claire and he's looking down. He's like, he cannot be, he cannot be. And he like shouts at Claire, do something, save him. And like Claire look, like flinches and it's so sad. And then he looks down at Murta and he like grabs Murta and he's like, take it back. I did not release you from your oath. You cannot leave me. You cannot leave me. I know Zoe I know Zoe it's just so upsetting people always stomping on our important emotional moments eh right in this moment someone's walking by but yeah so then he's like he's like you cannot leave me you cannot leave me and then he just whispers he just whispers a ghost she and then Claire's just watching Jamie and she just says she just whispers his name. She just says, Jamie. And then Aww. Jamie and Claire look at each other. And then Jamie, like, just stumbles out of the tent. Like, he leaves. He just, like, backs, stumbles out of the tent, like, shaking with just shock. And so Claire's alone with Myrta for a moment. And she just sort of looks down as she's crying. And she, like, touches his face. And she just says, Myrta, my friend. And I was like, oh, Cause they had a like they yeah. had a deep friendship too, right? And like he, <laughs> once they stopped fighting with each other, he, he was one of the few, a lot yeah. And, and he was one of the few people that, that knew, knew everything and could appreciate yeah. it all. And like the struggles they went through and what they went through, and yeah, and like you know That's he was he, even when remember when he was in Ardsmere and he was yeah. like you know I still think of so her the, and the banner yeah. from time to time and like all that kind of stuff and so and like the joy on his face when Jamie said Claire's return to me yeah right and so yeah it's, it's a moment so she's crying and she says Myrta my friend um and then um and now we see outside the tent so outside the tent Jamie's out there he's just like sort of stumbled out of the tent and he's you know, he's sweaty, he's dirty, he's got blood on him, he's got, you know, Myrta's blood or is all over mm-hmm. his hands, he's like, you know, just looking real unstable and upset right now, and fucking who comes around the corner? Colonel Fraser! Try, <laughs> Try on. on. He's gonna Try punch on. him, isn't he? He comes around the, the corner and he's like, Colonel Fraser, and he walks up to him, he's like, victory tastes sweet, does it not? They are finished. We must celebrate this glorious day. And Jamie's like, is the slaughter of innocent men cause to celebrate? And Tryon's like, not sure I take your meaning, Colonel. And Jamie's like, really? Woo! Hold it together, my dude. Hold it together. <laughs> like, I meant exactly what I said. And then Tryon's like, now I understand how difficult it must have been to engage your own countrymen. But what we have accomplished here today will be written about in history. And then Jamie's like, will it be written in history, sir, that you killed and maimed and paid no heed to the destruction you left? That you brought cannon upon your own citizens? No, no. Like, Jamie gives zero fucks at this point. Ooh. And he's like, you know, it'll say that you put down a rebellion, preserved order, punished wickedness, did justice in the king's name. But you and I both know what happened here. There is the law. And then there is what is done. 
um, what you have done is kindle a war for the sake of your own glory. I know, Zoe. And then Tryon's like, I had no personal stake in this. No need to glorify my own exploits, as you put it. And Jamie's like, none. So you have the governorship of New York. And like, this is getting heated. And Tryon's like, I told you, I would not leave North Carolina in a state of um, disorder and rebellion. Now, I have done what I have done as a matter of duty. And because you have done your duty, as promised, I'm going to overlook your insolence. And Jamie's like, I... I've paid my debt and I'm finished with my obligation to you and to the crown. And he rips off the coat and he throws <laughs> it on the ground. And he says, you may have your coat back, sir. And he walks away and you're like, Ooh, Ooh spicy, Jamie, Jamie, be careful. You don't get in trouble. Don't. Yeah. Can we not have you like thrown in the cell or the stocks oof, or oof. But, a noose um, again? So noose. he sort of, so then he walks away. We're just not there to break you out of jail. <laughs> so he sort of and then he walks away and he goes close to like a fire pit or something and he kneels for a second and he has a little he has a little moment of a breakdown where he's crying uh, a little bit and sort of just you know that's basically the man who's been a father figure to him for his Mm -hmm. whole life right and so now we're back with claire and claire's by herself in her medical tent and she takes off myrta's like that pin that he was wearing that had a little bit of his the tartan on it that oh, he's yeah. been wearing. So she takes that, she takes that off of him and she puts it in her pocket and then she pulls the sheet over him as mm. she's crying. Um, and so we cut now and Jamie's sort of walking through the cramp the, the camp, um, you know, uh, you know, really just like upset and despondent. And he looks and he can see Bree standing by the edge of the the forest, like looking into the forest and turns back and he can see that her eyes are all red like she's been crying and stuff and he says to her roger and she shakes her head um and so now we cut to we're sort of in the woods and in the clearing of the woods and we can see that the red coats are rounding up a lot of prisoners jamie and his men as well as like claire and brie are like going through the woods my stomach just grumbled i don't know if anyone heard that (laughs) they're like going through the woods and they're like asking men like have you seen roger mckenzie have you seen captain mckenzie like they're trying to sort of find him now yeah and they're like claire's like have you seen captain mckenzie brie's asking people to um you know um and they're like no no haven't seen anything and then they like approach this tree where they can see that there's like a few men hanging and they have like bags over their head and jamie's like colonel and i think this is colonel chadwick that he sees i don't know he's like he's like colonel what happened here why did you hang these men and he's like regulator prisoners try and order their execution and then jamie's like have you seen captain mckenzie of fraser's ridge and he's like no colonel i have not so they're still looking. They're like, have you seen Captain McKenzie? Have you seen Captain McKenzie? And they're sort of like asking around. Um, and then Jamie sort of stops and notices that one of the hanged men has a white handkerchief hanging out of his pocket. And like they sort of take a moment to sort of like realize. And it's, then, it's Buck. And then Jamie stands there and, and is like, Roger and Bree and Claire sort of notice. And Bree walks and Bree walks over and Claire's beside her and Claire's like, Breen is sort of like hugging her at the side and then you know I mean it's definitely Roger's clothing like it's his outfit it's everything we can see the handkerchief and all that Roger's kind of not dead it's um, Buck and then Jamie does does the sign of the cross 
and signals for his and you can tell jamie's just like this day is awful sucks yeah so now he walks over and he signals for the men to like lower him so that he can grab his legs and cut him down and we um we end with a shot of claire um sort of holding brie who's just staring in like absolute shock and then the episode ends so oh jesus that's a cliffhanger that is how that ends um but yeah so i mean it's it's definitely like roger's clothes and it's all that it's not roger it's the stupid dicks Um, that probably like stole all his clothes and well and and what we can and what we can see what we can see from the just like is that that particular man the he he was up hanging but and but it's clear that whoever that was got one arm out and is is like holding on to the noose a little bit oh. but who knows how long that whoever that is who knows how long they've been up there for oh. a while but why would roger be taken as a like i still think it's buck well remember buck had a plan to knock him out and so who knows we don't know we oh. don't know but buck he was with buck and buck did not seem to have great intentions <laughs> with him True but so that okay. or it's is, roger well if it is oh, roger then is. he's not dead so that's how that episode ends roger's not dead um but r.i.p Murta fitzgibbons fraser I knew he was gonna die i know you've spent four and a half seasons calling him a grumpy old man he was a grumpy old him. he was a grumpy but old but he will be missed yeah he was better than roger r.i.p um and yeah so and it, yeah it is sad to have those moments like you know the stuff with him and jamie is like really yeah sad. That i mean really those sad. moments with claire are really heartbreaking too because again it's yeah. like they have such history right yeah and you're like you said he's one of the only people that is known mm-hmm. the whole time he's one of the only people left from season one yeah that's aside crazy. from jamie and claire like he was one of the last people yeah. like, I, and now i truly think it is like just jamie and claire from season one from what i can recall yeah because seamus is season two yep Marshall and he's been three three yep and so all John of that Meyer was five yeah who four, yeah that's four. it yeah he like, was four like it's so it's almost like a total rebirth of the show like all these new characters because ian's in. gone and ian well ian was well, only and season sh- three and like, anyway one and two well, and one and two are like when claire was there the first time right time, so, but yeah even, but it's it's an aged up fergus right but yeah still there but other than that there's no one around from the from knew them back in that time that's right weird, yeah that we see so and he knew everything right yeah. So he was there at the wedding and when they yeah, found her. He and he exactly like he he is the first person she met. Yeah. Right? When she you know came from the Suns when he first like, you know, saved her from Blackjack Randall, right? Like he's yeah. the first person that she met. And I mean, he was there after, you know, I mean, he was sent away, but I would assume he was there through her pregnancy with Faith and there mm-hmm. you know, after that he was there with them in Paris. You know, he's, you know, been by Jamie's side since he was a little boy. So, yeah, that's sad. It is a very, very sad. So, yeah, it's sad to see him go. But you did great, Duncan LaCroix. 
Um, did. But, Good job. But uh, yeah, so that is where we're at at that. Um, what are your thoughts? Thoughts, Brittany, as you're processing this episode? A lot. We got to deal with some fallout now. Mm. The Browns, they better get what's coming to them. Yeah, they're not. We don't like them. Freaking Buck, s- if he's not dead, stomping on be her dead. needle. Yeah, that's a dick move. Okay. We needed that. <laughs> she worked so hard to so hard. create that damn penicillin. Yeah, now she can't even stick it in it. Uh, yeah. I think good episode. Lots happened without it being, it sounding like it was too overwhelming, but. Yeah. Well, this whole thing with the regulators came to a head in this battle. Yep. Lost Murta. Um, and yeah, big old cliffhanger with Roger. Um, don't know where things are going to stand with, I mean, Jamie all but told Tryon to fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that will come back to bite him in the butt. Yeah, potentially. Uh, I mean, he did his duty, but still. And Tryon may have just executed his son-in-law, so I don't know. Because those executions were ordered under Tryon orders. Probably to make examples of a few prisoners. Yeah. Um, So if that's that's Roger, he may have just executed his son-in-law, so... That will go over well. My godfather's dead and my daughter's husband. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. We got issues. We got yeah, things to talk about. There. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, so now that was one of the big predictions you had that we were gonna lose Merta this season. Yes. Um, now with eight, nine, ten, eleven, five more episodes to go. Sort of we're mid season now. Where wh- what are your thoughts now of like what is to come? We have to deal with the bon- bonnet. Oh, bonnet. So we're getting into the whiskey sale and they've got it. So I think the last five episodes are going to be like dealing with that because you're not going to get into the revolution yet. That's still a few years away. And we've dealt with the regulator stuff and Marta's died. So I think Bonnet's the next big chunk. Like you got to get to the season end and like you're killing him. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be that. And then there's also got to be like the Browns, like that's got to come up that you shot him in the back. And so then, but they're like a family. So that's kind of like a the weird war too. That, Browns. Yeah. So I feel like that's got to be like the rest of the tension of the episode. And Lyle the and his freaking yeah. misogynistic leering. Yes. And we, and yeah. So then you got to deal with Wiley and like Bonnet, oh, that, that situation. Shit. Yeah, that yeah, whole situation. That. So I think that's going to be the end of it and probably like if buck is dead because i think buck's dead then i think you're gonna get that morgan lady morag yeah and then it's gonna be like they're gonna meet like roger's ancestor whatever because he gave that offer well we shall see we shall see where this leads us for the rest of the season um okay and then if Roger's alive too, I think him and Bree have to have a fight because he's going to demand that they go back. I feel like that's going to be a fight. Okay. Okay. All right. Other predictions. Um, okay. And now if we just do, do we want to put everyone back in the house? It's been a rough, we don't want to be on the, in a tent or in a battlefield. We want to go back no. to the Ridge. Where do we yeah. want to be? Where think, do you want? I think so everyone, many. everyone needs to just be in bed and sleep. I feel like everyone's tired and probably emotionally exhausted. Let's have Jamie yeah, and Claire. Jamie, Jamie and Claire just, just need some alone time. Jamie's like, just to be sleep. upset right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like have a bath in a nice warm room, have some tea, and just 
lie down and just each other. process. Yeah. And I feel like Roger and Brie, same thing. Like have a bath. You just went through some nonsense. Assuming Roger's alive. Roger's alive and Brie, but Brie went through the emotions of it. So she's currently, probably not feeling great. Currently, it looks like he's hanging from a tree. Yeah. So she had to process that. So like, let's have them, they can have a bath, go to bed. Everyone Try needs a good night's sleep. Fucking on his way to New York. Bye, sir. Yeah. Bye, like on a really bouncy carriage. Like his carriage doesn't have shocks. So it just hurts his <laughs> butt the whole way there. <laughs> and they won't stop to let him pee. Whole way. Gotta hold that. Sorry, sir. Yeah. The horses can stop, but he can't. Mm. I don't know how that works, but this is my it's world. Fine. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the carriage is bolted shut. So yeah, yeah. So he has to just hold like, it. Sorry, so you just... can't get out. I'm not really doing anything to him, but it, it yeah. is doing something to him because I don't like him. <laughs> Everybody just needs some time. Yeah, I feel like Lizzie probably time to mourn. Yeah, and so I think like Lizzie, Li- uh, Lizzie can have like a sleepover with Jemmy, and they can just have like because they probably they probably like, with all the kids. Yeah. Everyone could just be, or yeah. Lizzie probably, she was doing a lot of stuff too. She was watching the kids. So she probably needs to go to bed. Jemmy can go to bed. Everyone's just a, like, it's a, like a good time. bowl of soup, a loaf of bread, and a bath. And just and to go time to, to process their emotions. Because yeah. Seamus this... and Marshmallow are going to be sad. Yeah. Mm, like Seamus knew, knew, knew Marta for a long time. Yeah. He was there yeah. the first night when he met Claire and Jamie too. So I think they yeah, had a remember. night. Be like, that's what he says. Told Suzette, that's how she got when he was complimenting Claire's yeah. boobs. Yeah. Oh, how weird! Now that we look at that, be like, hey, Fergus, remember when you first met Claire and you told her she had nice, <laughs> she boobs? Had nice boobs, and now she's your mom. Weird. <laughs> but like, he, they probably just need to go because they were probably worried too the whole time. Like, well, half their family, family off was there, floor, right? Yeah. So I'm sure they just came back and they had a nice big meal together, and then now they all get to go to bed and just sleep yeah and just that's what i want for them a nice good night jamie's just gonna need everyone else can just fuck off stop demanding and needing things of jamie right now he just needs and there's just like some like i feel like john quincy myers and like let's have isaiah not be i I, I feel like they can just be at the doors yeah he can he's doing okay but let's have like him and like some of the men like the militia guys just like keeping everyone away from the house just everybody stay away nobody disturb jamie or Roger or anybody. Everyone's been through a lot. Yeah, let's just, just let them have They're in mourning. Nobody knock on the door. I love how you're just fully <laughs> like, Roger's not dead. This is nope. I'm not nope. Roger's nope. not dead. You're for refusing to entertain this possibility. <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. Nice try. Okay. Told you Gladys wasn't dead. We'll Roger's see. not dead. Okay. We'll dead. see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we made it to this emotional yes episode so many things jamie turned 50 it was his birthday we got some jamie and claire birthday morning sex we got some roger singing we got some battle stuff we got some please we lost a beloved character jeez this was just this was a downer of an episode there was no kitten and then there was just a lot of dickheads and then some death yeah we need adso yeah (laughs) so here Jamie and Claire need you to do tear Oh my god, yeah, go cuddle with them. Yeah. Adso can just like cuddle up with Jamie. Who gets, and-, and who gets the task of telling Jocasta this news? Oh god, I think that needs to be like when Tryon's already in New York because she might go like strangle him. Yikesy, yikesy. But I feel um, like 
Jamie can be little spoon and Claire can be big spoon around him with as oh, a Oh, so they can uh, opposite it. He can, he, yeah. she can big spoon him and just yeah, she like, can big spoon him this time. Cuddle him and oh, yeah. He can be middle spoon with ads yeah, on the other side. with ads right there. Oh, so he's like, there's the love, you know. I now have that image in my head, <laughs> <laughs> right? She's doing like the big spoon, but she's, she's so big spoon around. He's him. so big, and he's she's like, like spider out. monkey, like she's spider <laughs> yeah. monkey on his back. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. The visual is in my brain now. Yeah. All right. Well, pour one okay. out for Murtaugh Fitzgibbons Fraser. I miss him. This was the episode that I caught up to when I for like that had oh. just aired when I like sort of watched the whole series and like a oh week. so you were stuck on at this at the beginning of lockdown. Play. I caught yeah. up. I caught up to this one and then we had to and then uh, it went on hiatus for one week for whatever reason. It it does that. Season six did that too. It was like we're not going to air an episode this week and the next week. So then I had caught up and I watched up to five oh seven in like a week and then I had to wait until the following weekend and then was watching from 508 on live yeah so yeah i remember it was it was a whole imagine going from episode 101 to this episode in a week in a week that's a lot it was a damn journey man it was a journey it was that is that is a lot um but anywho thank you all for listening sorry about all the shenanigans that are not outlander related at the very beginning i'll definitely be putting timestamps (laughs) to remind and zoe's barking Yep. Because like if you just want to skip our BS at the beginning, this is yeah. when the recap starts. <laughs> um, uh, I enjoy it, so that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> Anywho, thank you, everybody. Hope you yes, are having you. a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time whatever time it is, it is that you're in this spooky this. season. Or oh, I guess it could you could be, you l- could listening, be listening when it's not spooky not, season, but that's fine. That's fair. Um, we will see you next week with five oh eight. Boom. As things Boo, are yeah. moving. Um, and as always, we love to hear from you. Feel free to send us a shout on any of our social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at she's an outlander. No dots. dots. We also have our usually our email addresses listed in the show notes. So you can shoot us an email if you would like. I'm going to stop saying the word shoot after this episode. That feels also also really inappropriate. You can send us oh, an yeah, email. Yeah, I didn't even think of it. You can send us an email, anything like that. We love hearing from you. We only um, shoot, shoot Murta. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Was it? Way <laughs> too soon. It just happened. Too soon. Um, but anywho, thank you so much for your support, everyone. And we'll thank see you. you next week. Bye. Bye.